Brands on Brands. Hey, this is Coach Chris from Podcasting is Branding. And if you want to build a brand that matters, you got to listen to Brands on Brands on Brands with my good friend, Brandon Berkmeyer. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you guys being here. It's season four. It's going to be another great interview episode today with the coach, Chris. And we want to talk to you about podcasting specifically, diving into podcasting and personal branding with Coach Chris Hines, Chris Hines at thecoachchris.com. And let me tell you a little bit about him. But before we do, just so you know, if you guys ever need notes from the episode, go check out the blog brandsonbrands.com forward slash, and then put the episode number and you should be able to find the blog for any episode that you are listening to. Also, if you'd like to know about how to convert your content, one hour of your content into one month of content for all you podcasters out there and content creators, I've created a step-by-step guide just for you all about repurposing your content. Download it now on my free resources page at brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources. All right, let's get into the show here. My quick intro for you guys, I'm talking a little bit about Coach Chris. What you need to know is our guy, Coach Chris, is someone that I ran into at the different podcasting conventions. He is host of a podcast called The Personal Branding Playbook, and it's described as the best podcast for entrepreneurs to build their business and create income streams. Episodes include interviews with top CEOs around the world and even some rants from Coach Chris himself. Also, he has created a system for you to build your own personal brand. He calls it the Podcast to Profit system. He's been podcasting for six years now and has helped hundreds of shows launch, grow, and generate revenue. He's a speaker at different conferences such as PodFest, the Outliers Podcast Festival, and several other events for content creators. And uh, that being said, what we talk about today is we nerd out because we're both interested in this topic. We nerd out about podcasting as the catalyst for your personal brand. So how to use a podcast to build your personal brand, why a personal brand is important, what the value of that is, and why podcasting is the easiest, fastest, most powerful way to build your personal brand, especially when you are just starting out. And we make the argument for podcasting over, even starting with things like YouTube or or blogging. Why is podcasting better than those things for a lot of people when they are beginning? We get into that. We talk about that at length. And hopefully you guys are motivated, excited, and take a lot from today's episode. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And I'll check out the show. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. Hey, everyone, I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Chris Hines, to the show. First off, Chris, thanks. Thanks for being here, man. Man, thank you for having me. Um, I feel like we've been connected for a really long time, so this is long overdue. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen you about out and about at the different marketing conventions, podcast conventions and events, and it's like, we got to connect. We 
are on the same wavelength in terms of, I think, a lot of the things we believe. And that's one of the reasons I was excited that we get to talk today, because we get to talk about one of my favorite marketing topics, I'm sure yours, which is personal branding and podcasting. And for me, I worked a corporate job at ad agencies for over 18 years. And I know what it's like to not, you know, to have a resume and not a reputation. You know, I did that part, but I neglected the other piece. But I want to hear from you, like for you and what you've seen and the people you've worked with and how you've seen it help people. What's the value of personal branding? Why does it matter? Personal branding is just so important because it's what people think about you when they don't even know you. My personal brand has been able to help me get in a lot of doors, get a lot of opportunities, build some amazing relationships because people knew more about who I was before we even shook hands. Because when you have a great personal brand, people get to talk about you in a positive way to people that don't yet know you and introduce you. And it works the same way if you have a bad personal brand. You know, if you're not well known for positive reasons, then the negative rumors are going to move faster than a positive would. And I think people have to take personal brand more seriously now than ever because we have so much access and ability to put our personal brands online. So I think it's really important that you understand what personal branding really is and how to use it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. But you know, I think a lot of people, they hear the word and you know, it's just your reputation, but I think a lot of us don't build our reputation for our professional life the same way we do for our personal lives. And maybe it's just more difficult to figure out like what are the steps you should take, but what do you think, what have you seen is stopping people from investing in themselves or in doing something that'll help their personal brand? I think it comes down to direction first, like direction, focus, alignment, however you describe it, just putting your energy and focus into one specific area. Because I will tell you this, for the last five years, I've been in entrepreneurship, or I've been in entrepreneurship my entire life, but I started podcasting and that's what helped me build my personal brand. But along the way, I actually got kind of veered off my path of podcasting. I was into business and all this other stuff and even basketball at one point, which is like my first love, but now it's kind of second place to podcasting. So my focus had to shift from all those other things to podcasting to build a reputation there. I think the main problem is we try to build a reputation in 10 different places at once. And that's just very, very difficult to do. What do you mean 10 different places? You mean like 10 different platforms or like with 10 different like subjects and niches? Like let's go deeper. Sometimes it is platforms. Sometimes it's niches. Sometimes it's markets. It's industries. It's everything. So for example, what I mean is when you're building your personal brand, you have to decide what is that one thing you want to be known for? Is it being a great author? Is it helping other people be, be great authors? That's an option. Do you want to be known as the best tap dancer in the world? Like it's, it's about finding that one thing, getting dialed in there. And even the platforms can be a problem because some people are trying to build their Instagram account to 10,000 followers and then get a million connections on LinkedIn and they get 10 million likes on a Facebook page. And that's just too much. The advice that changed my life with social media is to focus on two platforms at a time. That was life changing for me. Yeah. I, what's funny is I think that it's intimidating when it's like, figure out what you want your niche to be or figure out what you want to be known for. It's an intimidating question. And I struggled with this. I was like, well, if I just look at my immediate history when I was leaving agencies, it was like, well, I just worked on a, a national restaurant account for three years. Like, let me, I guess I'll be the restaurant marketing guy. But then when you think about you as that person, you're like, 
I don't really want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So like there's this future you that you want to be versus the, the like experience that you've had and figuring out where you're going and, and what you want to be known for eventually or you are known for now is I think tough to, to put a stake in the ground on. It really is. It, I think it can be because one exercise I do that really helps me and this is how I get ideas or how I take action when I receive ideas. I really listened to my intuition better this year. It started, I just really started listening more than ever. And it's been helping me really live life on a different level. I've been kind of making progress a lot faster towards the things that I want, because instead of trying so hard to get where I want to go, I just sit with myself and I just relax. And I really ask myself, hey, what's the next step? What do we have to do here to get to this place? And if you sit quietly for five minutes, no phone, no TV, no computer, just five minutes of silence by yourself, at the very most, take a notepad so you can write ideas down. You will be shocked with how many great ideas come to your head. Sometimes I get so many ideas, I can't get them all out at once. and It's almost overwhelming. So this exercise is one of the best things you can do. And I would advise people to do it every day. And you don't have to have a specific time. Just take time to sit with yourself. How do I feel about this? What's the next step here? Because our subconscious minds know more than we do consciously. And because we have all these distractions, we can't really hear it all the time. So sometimes you just need to slow down, relax, breathe, and talk to yourself. I know it sounds crazy, but try just five minutes. Give me five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to get someone who's outside of you, like to express your ideas to them, to maybe pull that thing out of you. And I, I do that all the time too. I know you talk to a lot of people, get them their show started and whatever else. And I think sometimes they know the vicinity. They're like, I want to be in the health and fitness space. I want to be a, you know, a expert in this space. And, but they haven't asked themselves a the question, well, what is in this space out of the thing you teach? You know how you teach, you know what your methods are. If you really looked at like, what makes it different? Like, what do you do? that's important that you do every time. Like, what would this show be if, you know, that makes it yours that someone else can't claim is theirs. You know, that's like you and me, we both do personal branding shows. We both talk about podcasting and content and that kind of stuff. But like, there are things that make your show you that I, that just, there aren't my show and, and vice versa. And I think each of us has to get a little deeper on like, what is that, that thing that makes this you? Like, what is the thing that you're passionate about that you really want to see happen because you put this show into the world? And I think Taking someone down that path helps them find maybe that thing that they do want to be known for eventually. Right. And I had that intuition about podcasting maybe three years ago because I've been doing it for about six years. But at a certain point in time, I realized, like, okay, this could be my thing forever. You know, like this could be the thing that my life is centered around. Because before podcasting, I was into basketball, I was a writer, I played professionally. I was training, I was coaching, I did podcasts on it. I did everything in the world of basketball. But as I shifted from that into more podcasting, I realized like, wow, this could be my thing. But I was afraid to be known as the podcast guy. I didn't want to be what I am now. I had a very massive limiting belief that if I was only known for podcasting, that I wouldn't make any money from it. I didn't know that I could make money from podcasting in so many different ways. and. Getting past that has allowed me to, I would say, flourish, you know, really become who I'm meant to be. You know, I had a great chat. One of my, like, what I love about podcasting, one of the things, and we're going to nerd out about podcasting today. We're going to get into it. 
But one of the things I learned in my interview, which, you know, this is why I do part of this stuff is not just the networking and the branding, but I'm learning half the time. And I was talking to Evan Carmichael is an awesome YouTuber. And uh, he has he's a book out called Your One Word, I think it's called. And uh, another one called Built to Serve. And basically he's like, we were talking about like my, what I'm into. And I was like, well, you know, my, he's like, your tool belt is marketing and branding, right? You've been doing that forever. You know how to do that. He's like, but that's not, you're in the business of potential. He's like, you're in here trying to teach people how to find their voice, how to bring that reputation out of them and how to, you know, define themselves. You're in the business of potential. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. Like that changes my belief about what I want to be known for. I don't want to be known for someone who helps, helps people with podcasts or personal branding. I want to be someone who helps people find their potential and their voice. And the way I do that is I help them with whatever is useful at the moment. Like right now, it's helping people with podcasts and content marketing systems. But for you, it might be, you know, a different version of that. And we all have stories behind it. Mine was like, I want to help people find their voice because I felt like I didn't have one for all these years. And you can see how that translates to helping people in this space. And everyone's got something like that. And so I'm learning just as much on these shows as I'm giving is, is what I would say. Right. And having that one thing, that one word, just one direction, it's, I think it's the best thing to do. And it's really healthy for you personally, because I think we all should be a little more selfish about how we feel and things we care about. And for me, when I got really deep into what I care about and what I want to see exist in the world, and got a little more selfish, just a little bit. I'm not saying I lack empathy or anything, but I don't waste my time doing things I don't care about. I don't give energy to things that won't help me in a positive way. And that helps me be more effective and actually better to everybody else in my life. So by being selfish, you can be better. But I think it's really important to know that one thing you're going to be really selfish about. Like for me, it's podcasting. I'm going to spend money on mics. I'm going to buy equipment. I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to set up time to record. Like it's a huge priority in my life and it's very important to me. And sometimes I sit and I imagine how great the world would be if only 1% more people knew their passion and what they really cared about. That's just an interesting thought to me. You know, I take that a step further because for me, I, you know, I like to think about a lot, like, do I have to be doing the thing I'm passionate about, you know, like a job versus like, you know, whatever the thing is, like if I'm passionate about fishing, do I have to, this fishing have to be my, my career or whatever else. But I think at the end of the day, what is true for all of us is like, we all have things inside of us that we want to express. And if you can take that and get it out in whatever way you want to, you know, like that you feel, whether it's in your private life, you don't have to have a public personal brand for that to work for you. Your passion can come out in your community or at your kid's school or whatever the thing is. But if you don't ever figure out those things that actually that you want to wake up every morning for that drive you because you're helping and whether it's you're helping the 10 people around you or you feel like you're being called to help more than those people, you know, to a bigger group, like I think we are called, I think finding that voice and that, that thing that you're, you're driven about is, is huge. Oh man, that's so, so true. Um, I think people that are lazy or bored all the time, they just don't know why they exist yet. That's all it is because I can't tell you the last time I was actually bored. Like, I don't know what that even feels like anymore. I I kid you not, either I'm always working on something or I always have something massive to look forward to. Like, I can't imagine, I really don't know the last time I was bored. I, I can't tell you. And that's because I have like you said, a lifestyle where you do what you're passionate about. And it doesn't have to be a job. I hate that that's the big 
marketing push right now is quit your job to follow your passion. It's like, no, your job pays your bills. You can't, no, don't do that. Now, I will say for some people, your passion might make you more money than your job. So then it could be a logical decision to move. But if you hate your job and you want to follow your passion, that's fine too. But just because you found your passion doesn't mean you have to make millions of dollars a year from it. Like you can just enjoy that. Like just, yeah. I'm still passionate about basketball, but I'm not trying to play professionally again. I'm good. Like Just find what it is you care about and, and stick to it. So I want to hear what, what you love about podcasting. And, and when I say that, I say it because I think for me, I had to use my voice to find it. And I, you know, I like to say that because until like when I started, I didn't, I was like, I just need to, I want to build my reputation. But in like talking about things and forcing myself to use my voice, I kind of found there's this trend. Like I keep talking about these things because when you get out of your head and you're just, you're forced to talk every week, you start to just come up with like, well, this is what I'm kind of pissed off about today. Or this is what I'm passionate <laughs> about talking about. There's a trend. And so like by using it, I kind of found like what I want to be passionate about. But for you, like when you started to get into podcasting or even just now, like, what is it about podcasting that is really lit you up and made you kind of focus on that? I've always had a strong opinion and I've never really been afraid to speak my mind. Like public speaking never frightened me. I can't remember one distinct moment in high school. It was kind of one of those lazy days where the class wasn't doing anything. And I, I just went to the front of the class and I just started talking to everybody and asking people questions. And it was like an open forum where we were just having this massive discussion. It was about basketball, but I was standing in front of the class talking to everybody and we're arguing about sports. And <laughs> my professor is like, either you're going to be a comedian or a public speaker. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not trying to do that. So I kind of ignored it. They, later on in college, I actually was forced to take a public speaking class. And at the time, I still wasn't speaking publicly yet, but I'm like, let me take this course. And I actually did it and I attended and everything. And I loved it. And it has been one of the best things ever. So I think what got me so deep into podcasting is it's a way I can consistently, like you said, use my voice and share my thoughts and opinions on different things. It's just, it's freedom for me. This is freedom. Like, I love it. I could not ma imagine life without it. Now, you have a show called The Personal Branding Playbook. It's one of your shows. You have a few. And in that show, you talk about building personal brands, podcasting, and more. In one of your episodes, you talked about why podcasting is the future. And I want to be fully biased today because I always hold my, I think, hold my punches back. And I'm like, well, you could also do a YouTube. You could also do a blog. For me, podcasting is what's right. But let's talk about that a little bit. Like, why is podcasting the future? Because I want to convince some people today to just get off their butts and like, try. <laughs> Man, now is the time. I keep trying to tell people now is the time because Five years ago, when I started podcasting, people looked at me crazy. My family literally used to ask me, why are you talking to yourself in a closet? <laughs> That's awesome. It was crazy years ago. Now it's mainstream. Everybody either has a show or they know somebody with one. So now is a perfect time to start one because they're so popular, right? So the main reason why podcasting is the future is because of the networking aspect. This is probably the most underrated feature of hosting a show. When you're the host of a podcast, you don't always have to do interviews. In fact, I advise you don't always do interviews, but you get to connect with some amazing people and they teach you so much. Like I've learned a lot from having conversations with people that were on my show. We built some amazing relationships and then those same people, some of them come back and are on my show again, like best-selling authors, like 
millionaires. Like I've learned so much from these people. It's like my own masterclass. <laughs> like, so the networking aspect is like the top for me. Yeah. I, I think it's the same for me. And it wasn't what I thought when I went into it, when I went into it, I was like, I want to do this so that I can like create content and so that I can become known for something. And I was like, but when I started interviewing people, in fact, when I started the show, it was a solo show and 30 episodes only solo show. But I got coaching because I was like, I love podcasting, but I want to do what that guy does. And I found someone that was doing it well. And it turned out that like adding interviews changed everything for me because the networking, it opened up doors. And now when I introduce myself to people that I really, instead of being a fanboy and saying, hey, I love what you do. I loved your book. Now I can be like, hey, I'd actually like to get into your book and ask you some questions that got, you know, to really dive deeper on something. And they love that. And I love it. Oh, they love it. Authors love it because it's like you, first of all, you bought my book. I appreciate that. Oh, you want to talk to me about my book? Oh, for sure. Like very rarely do I reach out for an interview and a person is like, no, I don't want to do that. Like it's very, I tell people all the time, like the best part of it is you get to network and then everybody you want to talk to wants to talk to you. Now you have a few that are like, oh, I'm too busy. Maybe later this year, but most of them are going to say yes. It's very rare that they're like, no, I don't want to talk to you at all. That's very rare. Yeah. I'm curious about your opinion on getting people started and how you get them to go. And then I'll give you mine, but how do you get people started? What's like your path? Step one, two, three. If you had to give someone a sequence to follow, what would it be? Oh man. Step one is to have a goal for your show. Too many podcasters start with no goal. They're just like, I kind of want to get sponsored. I would like to sell a book or I just want to host a show. I want to talk. Whatever your decision is, that's fine. But you have to have one goal. Step two is to have a theme for your show. Because if you just are talking about everything and it switches up every week, I'm not subscribing. because I'm pretty sure every podcast listener is like this. You have certain shows that are for entertainment for a certain type of entertainment. Then you have go shows that you go to for news, maybe. Then you have educational shows. So you have to figure out what your theme is for your show. And number three is to really have a direction. Like, are you going to do seasons? Is it going to be solo? Do you want to mix it up a bit? Like, what's your style of producing your show? So the first stages for me is it's always planning. Like, plan first. Um, I forgot how the saying goes or who said it. What is it? Uh sharpen a knife 99 times and cut once or yeah. <laughs> measure nine times and cut once. There it is. <laughs> so it's the same thing. Yeah, no, exactly. I think my, my stepdad used to say a lot. He's like, measure twice, cut once so that you don't like, you know, you, you mess up the wood. You don't, you, once you cut it wrong, you cut it wrong. You're, you're screwed. I love that. And I, I'd say the same thing, honestly. I think when I get people on a call, I offer, you know, like talk to me for 20 minutes for free. It's no problem. I can't teach you how to launch a whole show but in that 20 minutes, I bet you will get you in the vicinity of what the show is going to be about. Because if I ask you just a few questions, you are the one who knows not just your, your, the realm, you know, the, the category you want to be in, but you typically know what it is that makes you different. You just haven't said it out loud enough times for, it to, for you to hear it yourself. So I think if I can get people there to where they have a sense of, this is what I want to talk about, then the fire is lit up inside of them. And if you can get the show somewhat named even, then like, then it's their baby and like, they're off to the races. Yep. And then from there, I'm like, don't worry about the people like getting it done is better than, than perfect. And I'm like, I'm, I have mixed feelings about that. But for me, I'm more like getting it done to where you've recorded something and not distributed it, not put it on iTunes, literally just 
record some things, a couple episodes, solo interview, whatever, record some things so you can get a sense of what this could be for you. If I can get you there and just tell you those couple little things that might help you with that, then I think you're golden. And once you've experienced it, then you'll have the passion to want to learn the things that are harder that usually stop people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Because, you know, it's funny, uh, coming from the basketball world, it's normalized for athletes and players to invest in themselves to get better. Like, that's a normal thing. If I'm telling you I'm working on going to the Olympics and I hire three trainers and I have a nutritionist, you won't look at me crazy. You'll say, oh, that's good. I hope you do well. But podcasters don't have this approach to podcasting yet. And and, and it's worrisome to me because the industry is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and more money is being poured into it. But if you're not a good podcaster, you can't see any of those benefits. It's not going to work. So you have to invest in yourself as a host to get better at your craft. Like if you want to learn how to interview and be a great interviewer, you have to learn that. You don't just wake up one day and you're amazing at it because you wished it all night. It doesn't work like that. So I think we need to make it normal for people to invest in themselves to become a better podcaster. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. I literally, I recorded 30 episodes and then deleted them after I realized this is what I want to do. I'm like, let me get a coach, get better at this, invested thousands of dollars into coaching equipment and like what I was going to do to launch and brand the show so that when I launched it, I was serious about it. And it makes a world of difference as opposed to, well, it's up and then you've got, you know, you're that far and then you start being the, you know, like what happens is you go on Facebook groups that support podcasters and you're like, uh, hey, I've <laughs> been around for a while. I'd like to get more people listening. But if you look back, none of the work that you did at the beginning was really good because it's never really that good to begin with. But you're asking for help how to grow. It's like, well, you might have to start over. You might have to do something to get yourself better to make a better show. And you don't want to launch it and then have to backtrack because then it's really hard to reposition it. Whereas if you launch it and it's right on point immediately, you can kind of hit the ground running and take off. Um, Last year, I actually launched a show just because I had a friend of mine who didn't believe I can get a show ranked. So I said, okay, I'm going to launch this show. It's going to get in the top 200 in two weeks and I'm going to delete it. I launched and it was in the top 200 on day three. And I let it stay up there for about a month and it never left the top 200. Then I just deleted the show. Just to prove a point that if you launch it correctly, you can do very, very well. Yeah. And I think what happens too is I think when you're, when you're proud of something, you know that it's good, your energy is different. The amount of work you put into it to get people to know it, to tell them about it is a lot higher as opposed to, I'm just going to put this out there and like feel the water out. You kind of don't tell anybody. And then you wonder at the beginning why no one listened to it. Well, it's because you didn't build the energy behind it for then people to want to tell their friends and then they tell their friends because you knew you weren't confident in it to begin with. Right. And that's a dead giveaway, man. And I think that's what slows you down from making that progress faster as a host. Yeah, man. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you've got going on. I know that you've been putting together some big things here. What is the future for you? How are you going to be helping more people? I know you got a new show coming out. Let's talk about it. Podcasting is branding. So I really want to dial in on podcasting a lot more. So podcasting is branding is going to be the show where I'm going to do solo episodes sometimes to just really share some strategies and methods for podcasters to get more listeners, you know, more the listeners that matter. And then I'm also going to be interviewing other millionaires, top experts, authors, coaches that have their own show and it benefits their brand. 
So we're going to talk about how podcasting has benefited their brand in the long term. And I'm excited. I'm so excited I had to write a book on it. So the show wasn't even going to exist first. <laughs> but after writing a book, I was like, man, this should be a podcast. I could just interview other podcasters. So it actually came together perfectly. And then after I, I wrote the book, I was like, wow, this could be a course because there's so much directional information here. So now it's a course too. So <laughs> it'll be multiple pieces, man. I'm super excited. This is really going to help hosts reach that next level. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I couldn't agree with that more. So let's talk about podcasting is branding the theory, not even the book, but that as a, as a concept, especially for personal brands. For me, I'm like, what? I know what tools I've been using for me, like not just the networking part of it and having like a place to store all my knowledge, like to categorize my stuff and say, it's episode 74. That was my framework for personal branding. But uh, the, the thing for me that I'm like preaching these days, like this whole season three is about content marketing strategy. And it's like my podcast is the engine of my content. It's where everything starts. And then, you know, even if my podcast has less views than everything else I create, it all started because I created that, that one episode. Let's talk about podcasts as branding for you. Like, what are some of the things that make it such a strong branding tool? When you brand a podcast correctly, and it aligns with your business. When they both work together in unison, it is a beautiful thing. I think more companies need to get into podcasting because it allows you to brand yourself long-term. What's one of the things people always say you need to have great marketing? Storytelling. What really thrives on podcasts? Storytelling. You can do it at the same time, right? So it's like what I encourage my clients to do is at one month, tell at least one great story on your podcast. Could be two or three, but at least one, because the stories are going to connect you with your audience. It's going to connect you with your ideal customers, the people you want buying from you, right? So it's the greatest foundational piece. And I call it a brand pillar. So if you look at a company like Nike, they have their shoes, their brand pillar. Apple has the iPhone. The brand pillar is just whatever that company is known for the most. For the brands that are struggling and they don't know what to do, podcasting can be their brand pillar. It's the one that really starts to hold your company up. So you can do better marketing. You can just build a better brand. You can make more money, obviously. All of that stuff works. But you need a strong brand pillar, something people know you for. And you don't have thousands of dollars of pour into YouTube. And you don't have six years to wait for a blog to do well. So... <laughs> So a podcast is going to be the best way. Yeah, man. Well, and I'll go, I'll play the devil's advocate for a second because I'll say that there are plenty of podcasts that are reaching nobody, right? That they're, they're not reaching more than a handful of people. And even if that's true, I think that's okay because you already have the networking, you have this engine of content. And if I reach less people on my podcast than in other places, I think that that's okay. But let's talk about that. Have you found good ways to make it a good discovery tool or what are you doing to get found? Yeah, I always say it's not only is it a great discovery tool, it's amazing as a nurturing tool. So when somebody does discover me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, that's when they kind of discover me and I can get their attention. The way I nurture them is using episodes. I'm either teaching them something or I'm telling them a great story or I'm giving them some great strategies. Like you have to look at your podcast as a real platform and not just a regular show. 
If it's just a regular show, then you're going to do interviews nonstop. Your audiences are going to know who you is. You're going to cry if you don't get your show ranked. <laughs> you want to avoid that. So that's why it has to be perfectly aligned with your business because you aren't depending on the podcast to make money, but it's going to bring those people into your world. Yeah, I, mean, I think what's tough is how long does it take, right, to get discovered and that kind of thing. Because for me, just like a blog even, which, you know, like goods and bads to, to that too. Uh, I just, I'd rather have both, but there are things that you can do short-term to build the people's knowledge of you and, and discovering you. And there's people that are, there's things that are long-term. And for you, the podcast might be long-term. It might be the, the longer-term play, but you're networking. Like if I go to an event and I see Chris and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Like wanted to shake hands. I, you know, I heard about you, whatever. He's going to meet me and I'm the nobody in the crowd, but I tell him I have this show or whatever else. When he looks me up afterwards, it's helped my networking. It's helped my content. It's like, oh, Brandon is this guy. Here's what he stands for. Here's what he's about. So suddenly my discovery that I'm doing like hand-to-hand combat, I'm like literally out there networking, making you know me because I'm physically out there. I now I have a, a partner in crime, which is my podcast that like supports my reputation. But I think the long-term, short-term, people don't always realize that, that's, that they, there's a game you're playing here. I would say it really depends, you know, on how well you're marketing, how consistent you are. Because like I said, I've launched a show and in two weeks it was ranked. Yeah. But if you're not being consistent, if you don't have one of those plans we talked about, then it probably will take you six months. This is where that investment comes in handy, because if you're willing to invest with somebody that's done it before, they can cut your learning curve from a year into about a month. Right. Like that's how easy it is when you are willing to invest in that. So that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I'd say also the clarity of your positioning at the end of the day, if if you are one of a million fitness podcasts and you haven't found why people and which people would want just you, and you're the thing that they've been looking for that they haven't been able to find, you filled the gap. If you've found that position, it's easier for your people to be like, that's what I've been waiting for and to get discovered. And it's crazy because I tell people that and they're like, wait, but I'm only going to have like 50 listeners. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like if you are if you make a podcast, a health podcast for moms, you can talk to a lot of moms out there. There are a lot of moms in the world. There are a lot of moms who are making millions, right? Those are the ones who you interview. And so don't ever worry about the download numbers. Like that's the worst reason to not start a show because they don't matter. Like it doesn't really... If you want to get sponsored, kind of, but you can even get around that. Like, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I think if they change their perspective from like, it's not the same as someone clicking follow on Instagram. Like, you, like it's more like, would you be interested in having 200 people that are your potential clients wanting to hear what you have to say? Like, if you're trying to fill a stage, you might not get 200 people listening. <laughs> right. So it's just like the the numbers part. I get asked that a lot too. Well, how long is it going to take me to get sponsored? If the money is your main driver for this, I feel sorry for you. It's just not going to work out. Let's talk about that. The business behind personal branding for a sec as we kind of wrap up here. Because I think people are like, you know, maybe they've started podcasts and they've stopped and whatever else, but they're like, uh, it can start to get expensive over time if they're doing it, you know, whatever they're, they're paying for, whatever it might be, promotion, editing, all the other stuff, branding. What is the business model behind personal branding? What have you seen work? I've definitely seen digital products. Those are always going to do well because of the access. Um, Writing a book is going to do well. But I would say if you're podcasting, the best thing you can do is connect with other experts in your industry. Because 
And this is why I think everybody that takes their personal brand serious should have a podcast. Because no matter what market or industry you're in, you can build a show for that and then just interview other people in your marketing industry. Like what blows my mind now, well, it kind of did before, is I remember years ago when I used to look up to all of these great podcasters and all these company owners and I was like, wow, this is who I want to work with. And now those people reach out to me to ask me questions. Like we're like on a first name basis, we're friends, we're connected. And I'm like, wow, I came a long way, right? It's just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, man, to have that kind of progress. But when you get to interview other people in your market or industry, bring them in as experts. If you're not an expert, that's how you build expert status. You start on ground zero. And as you interview people, you keep leveling it up every time you interview somebody else. So that's the only, actually the only time when I advise people to do a ton of interviews. If you're trying to level up your personal brand in a specific market where you're unknown, do your interviews, chase that. If you want to sell products and services on your show, do more solo episodes and give away that free, I don't like saying free value, but give away solutions to your audience. Yeah. And you know, honestly, the people I've met uh, like yourself and other people that are, that have been doing this successfully, they seem to have two kind of core values when it comes to running their business. And it's either they've learned enough that they're teaching other people. So there's some kind of coaching element to it and they're either doing group or one-on-one or whatever it is. But if they find something, even if it's something small, like they're the person, like the person I interviewed the other day has 50,000 people in her Facebook group. Right. And what did she, how did you do that? Well, she started with like, I'll teach you how to use Trello. You know, it's like, I'll teach you how to use this very simple thing to make your business more efficient. Like something simple like that turned into a, a community that's like for moms that are bosses, right? It like turned into that whole thing. You can have something small you think other people might not care about, but if you can figure out just one tool and help with that, start with that and then expand. But like, so teaching is a big one. And then community is the other, like you being able to gather people together could be what helps you monetize this it might be throwing events or masterminds or whatever else, but you bringing people together, you being the host of the party might be your ticket. Being the host of the party. That's just so, it's helped me in so many ways. I don't think people understand, man, just having people come to your show and then having that response of, oh yeah, sure. I love to be on your show from somebody that you never thought you would actually get. That's a good feeling, man. That's a good one. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it's one of those things where you're like, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. In some cases. And then some guy, every now and then you get someone that's like, sure, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars. You're like, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till you ask me to come on the show. It's fine. I've got that a lot. Yeah. Man, it's been awesome talking to you. But if you had to, like, if you're talking to someone and they're on the fence and you're like, here's your chance to get going, what would you want to say to the people as they're closing out here? They're thinking about personal branding. They're thinking about starting a podcast. What would you say to the you from right before you started? to convince you to want to go? That's a good one, man. That's so, so many answers. I don't know what Chris was dealing with back then, you know, and you know, how much of a block he might've had to doing something like this. But if you were telling Chris to like, before he started podcasting that, dude, you need a podcast. Like, what would you say to him? Don't be afraid of the way your voice sounds. I'm pretty sure you hear that a lot too. Cause I hear that every day. People, I don't like how my voice sounds. I sound weird. or I sound like a baby. <laughs> yeah. I hear that a lot. So that would be my piece of advice, man. Don't worry about how your voice sounds. Um, you probably sound all right. Just relax and be yourself. Yeah, man. I, I think once they get started, it's easy. Now, I'd say don't start with like, don't do a camera. Like start without a camera. <laughs> I don't know how many, how, how much it slowed me down to be try, having to stare at a camera and trying to think of what to say or trying to read something into a <laughs> podcast. And you're like, 
trying to add emphasis on things that didn't need emphasis, like just come up with three things like, okay, today I want to talk about starting a podcast. What are my three things? Uh, it's going to be equipment and the show subject and like sound quality. Cool. Just go randomly talk about those three things. And I bet you, you'll, it'll be a half hour before you even know it. Just pick three things. Just like, that's how we think. We think in like threes. And it makes you feel better too. Like just being able to get out there and actually record it for the first time, you're like, wow, that feels amazing. And that's when you know, okay, I'm either built for this or I don't want to do it. After the first recording, because you're like, wow, I'm really, really good. Like, I like this. Other people, it's like, nah, this isn't for you. Yeah, this was uncomfortable. I hated it. Yeah, they, they go try a blog. <laughs> and that's okay. And that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, all Chris, I appreciate having you here today, man. By this time this comes out, which would be definitely after September, uh, we should have your new book, Podcasting is Branding, out there on shelves, your new podcast out there on shelves and some some course materials and everything else to support that. And guys, I think this is a personality game. You like me, you like Chris, like go with who you feel like you want to work with. And, you know, I would support it. I'm going to buy the book, check it out myself. We can always learn from the people in our industry. And uh, I uh, personally had enjoyed our talk today, man. Man, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I think we had perfect timing because now the gardener is pulling up outside. <laughs> <laughs> that happens every time, man. I'm sure the dogs will start barking over here too. But man, uh, great talking to you. I'll catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to brandsonbrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandsonbrands.com.